Are you prepared to receive the word of God right now? Amen? Please close your eyes. Let's invite the Holy Spirit over our lives, over your life right now. Father, we are here gathered in your name. And we ask you, we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Also, we need fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit in order to teach, Father, according your will. And I pray that everyone that is listening to me right now, Lord, can receive all these teachings from the Holy Spirit, Father. I give myself to you and I ask you, please, speak to us today because we want to hear your voice. Father, help us to live for a purpose, Lord. Father, help us to live for something valuable, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And I thank you for this wonderful time that we had together as your church. And I pray that you can speak to us. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Three weeks ago, I started a series of messages called Living for a Purpose, right? Did you listen to it? Yeah? If you didn't listen, please go and listen to it. And today I want to share the fourth and the last message of this, this series. And I want to remind you some points of the previous message, just to help you. You and I were sent to this earth to do something valuable. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? We were sent to this earth to do something valuable. I believe that we all have a calling, a mission, and a purpose to live. Do you believe that? Yes, I, I really believe. No human being on earth, none of us is a mistake. You are not a mistake. You were born to succeed. Please, don't misunderstand me. When I say that you were born to succeed, I'm not saying to you that you're going to be a millionaire. I'm not, I'm not going to say that you are going to have... Houses in countryside, a lot of money is not what I am preaching. Please don't misunderstand me. I am teaching that God has purpose for your life. And you are going to be a happy person if you fulfill your calling. You may, you may not have been planted by your father and mother. But you are planted in heaven for one all-powerful God. God dreamed about you. And he had a plan for you. And also I discovered that life's greatest tragedy is not death. But a life with no purpose. This is a tragedy. And there is nothing worse than being alive without knowing why you are alive. Also, we, 
we, uh, we received in the previous message, and we saw in the Psalm 139, that says, before you were born, God created a plan for your life and gave you a destiny to fulfill, for you to fulfill on this earth. Do you believe that? This is what is written in the Psalm 139. And the Bible says that God predestined us. Or he gave us a predestiny. Or God assigned you, you a life plan even before you were born. You need to understand that. But I, some Christians, they used to say, but pastor, if God had a plan for me, if he gave some destiny for me, why so bad things happen to my life? Why? If something go, has gone wrong in your life, in my life, I can assure you that it was not God's plan. Because the Bible says that God has good plans for myself and for you. Do you believe that? Say to the person next to you, God has good plans for your life. This is what the Bible says. <laughs> our failures, our failures and our successes are results of our decisions and our obedience to our manufacturer and creator. There is a divine purpose for your life. You only need to find out who you are in God, what God has for you, and where you are going to go, where you're going to head. You must reach, please, you must reach your destination and fulfill your purpose because that's what He saved you for. Amen? And I want to start now this message, and I want to read 2 Timothy 3.10 that says, but you have carefully followed my teaching. Here it's Paul the Apostle sending a letter to Timothy, okay? And he said, you, Timothy, have carefully followed my teaching, my manner of life, my purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, and perseverance. Timothy was Apostle, Apostle Paul's son in faith. And Paul writes to his son, saying, you have following my life. You have fallen in my purpose from up close. Apostle Paul lived with a purpose. He had a purpose in his life. And he taught his disciples, said, you need to have a purpose in your life. As I have to my life. And this is the reason 
I am teaching you for these four weeks, my beloved brothers and sisters, because I love all of you. And I want to see you fulfilling your calling. I want to see one day going to the presence of God, not ashamed in the way you live it. But with, with joy in your heart, say, wow, I lived for you, Father. I fulfilled my purpose. And this is who I am teaching you. Because Paul the Apostle, he taught his son in the faith. And why, when I look at you, I can see you as my son in the faith. I have responsibility over your life. The Bible says that one day I'm going to give account of your life. Oh, each one of you. And this is the reason I am teaching you. Please, listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to this word that God is giving to you today. Because one day it can be late. But some, I would like to have everybody here today. But as you can see, not many people come to the church. You will not fulfill the plans that God has prepared for you if you not live with purpose. Or you cannot live by just to live. You, you need everything you are going to do. You need to do with purpose. It's not, ah, let's see what's going to happen today. No. Every day I pray before my day and I say, God, what do you have for myself? What do you want me to do for you? The world does not live according to God's purpose. So they are always doing the will of their own flesh. Christians who do not, do not live for a purpose. Play, play attention. Christians who do not live for a purpose, we easily be driven to go after the desires of their flesh, their flesh, and we destroy their lives and God's plan. If you don't live with a purpose, you are going to destroy all God's plan. And also we are going to blame God. Why God? Why that happened to me? It's because we are not following God's plan. And many things are happening over your life. Christians who do not live in communion with the Holy Spirit will be driven out of God's plan. And will live a life to please their flesh. God's plan, my beloved brothers and sisters, we revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. I know many people say, I don't know what God's plan for my life. Yes, this is the reason you need to discover. And the Holy Spirit is the only one that can reveal it to you. I thought about that. I'm not going to speak too much today. But it's how you are going to know the plans that God has for your life is in this intimacy 
intimacy, life with the Holy Spirit. This is why you need to have time of prayer. Okay? You need to have time of prayer. You need to read the word of God. You need to read good books. You need to attend the cell meetings. You need to come to Saturday meetings, to attend Sunday service, to listen, to listen only anointed messages by the Holy Spirit. Not every message. Many people, they are feeling, feeding themselves with many messages. Not from God. All these practices and obedience to the word of God will lead you to fulfill God's call. And as a result, you will be a complete, happy person. And because God created you to be happy. And your happiness is not in your desire. You are going to be happy if you fulfill God's calling and God's purpose. Amen? Say to the person next to you, your happiness is in, in, in to fulfill God's calling. Say, please. Not your will, but God's will. If, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will lead you to be more involved in the kingdom of God. This is important. If you listen to the Holy Spirit, he will lead you to be more involved in the kingdom of God. And he will feed on good things that you will live a supernatural life under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. If you don't yet follow the Holy Spirit guidance, the world will direct your life. Yes, if you don't follow the Holy Spirit, the world is going to start guiding you. And you will slowly be more and more removed from God's purpose and God's plan. You will be living your own life, pleasing your flesh, and as a consequence, you bring over yourself many and different kinds of feelings. Oh, today, people, they're anxious. They have anxiety. Why? Fear, depression, anguish, unbelief. Willingness to seek God. Why? When we go away from God's plan, all this fear are going to come to our, our lives. The best thing is for you in God's plan or God's purpose. Then you are going, you are going to be happy. God wants to use you in his plan, God wants to use you, whatever you may be, to express his glory. Yes. In this plan, in this purpose, God wants to use you, my beloved brother and sister. If you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit he will bless you 
with wisdom, anointing, and grace to make the difference whenever you go or you, whenever you are. You are going to be used by him. Or you, you are going to be used in this purpose. You are going to be used to bring his kingdom, of the kingdom of God, wherever you are. If you are in the school, you are, you are there to bring the kingdom of God. Did you know? If you are in the school, being, being a great student through the grace of God. If you are in, a, in your workplace, being one excellent professional. Or in the church, being a successful leader. Or in the child ministry, teacher, or being a man or woman of prayer. Or always connected to the Holy Spirit. Do you remember Daniel and his three friends? Do you remember about them? Daniel and his three friends, they were taken from Israel and they were brought to Babylon. They were taken as captives to Babylon which was in that time the greatest kingdom in the world. And did you know they were used by God over there? They were captives. But God used them there in Babylon. They are not defiled. They did not depart from God. And they fulfilled God's purpose, and they were light in the midst of the darkness. The problem is not the darkness around us. The problem is our light. Because as Jesus said, you are the light in the world. You are the south of the earth. The problem is not how much evil we have. The problem is how much light of God we have. Let's read a verse just to see how they were so different. Daniel chapter 1 verse 20. That says about them. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned them. He found them ten times better. Look, the king found them ten times better than all the magicians and encounters in his whole kingdom. Hallelujah. Or the king said that they were smarter, more innovative, and more creative than everyone else in, 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 in Babylon. And that is only because they allowed God to use them where they were. Are you allowing God to use you or not? Are you the light in your workplace? Are you the light in your school? 
Can the people see Jesus Christ through your life? This is our main calling, my beloved brothers and sisters. We are not here to make money. Sorry. God can give you money wherever you are. In Brazil, in Ireland, everywhere. You are here for a calling. But the Bible says, seek my kingdom first. Put my, my kingdom first and everything I'm going to give you, I'm going to add to you. The point is, is the kingdom of God and God the first in our lives, as Christina told you here today? I want to share uh, just a small testimony about my own life. Today I am pastor and missionary here in Ireland. But years ago, after my graduation, I started working in a company in Brazil. When, when I started working, I start telling to everybody that I was different. I start talking about Jesus to the to people, my everybody in the company. And everyone in the company knew that I was a believer and served I was serving the Lord. I joined I joined the company. Uh, when I joined the company, there were no Christians there. I don't remember one Christian in that company. I don't remember. After three years of work, I was promoted as a manager in this company. After more five years working for this company, this company expanded and I had now become a manager of two companies. Four years later, yet another company was added, and I became a manager of three companies. And after 15 years of work, thanks to God's grace and wisdom, not only did the companies expand greatly, but because of my conduct being the light, and by the grace of God, over 50, over 50% 50 of the employees in these three companies were born again Christian. 50% of them. And they were serving Jesus. And the one who took my place in the company, it was my disciple. That I preached the gospel to him, he was saved, and today he is a manager there. Even today I talk to him always, and he's the manager of, in this company. Please look at me. You are at the school, not just to study, okay? You are not to, school, to the school just to study. You are not in your job just to make money. You are not involved with people just to please yourself, but to be the light that will shine in the darkness. Do you believe that? This is the purpose of God. 
the salt that you give flavor and bring salvation to those around you. We need to live with a purpose. And this is the challenge I want you to live. Don't just to live a life, but live with a purpose. When you wake up and go to school, say, I'm going to school, no? I'm going to study, but I'm there to bring the light in the darkness. I'm there to be different, to make the difference. Amen? When you wake up in the morning, you are going to work. I'm going to work, but I have a purpose in my life. I'm there to be the light, to be the salt, to give flavor to that people. You need to live for a purpose. You and I are here on this earth not to eat, drink, or to earn money, but to fulfill a divine call, which is to serve God, worship Him, and bring the kingdom of God to this earth. This is the purpose of God. We are here to bring His kingdom. God's purpose is not only your salvation. Some people say, oh, I, now I am saved. Okay, but this is not God's purpose. There is something more. God's purpose is not to take you to heaven. Okay, you are going to go, but it's not the purpose. <laughs> Have something better for you to do. But for you to bring salvation to those who are going to hell without hope. Many people don't know Jesus and they are going to hell. And we are here to be the, the light. And we need to live with this purpose. How are we going to do this? Now is the point. Okay, pastor, I listened to you. But how? Look at me. I'm not so smart. I'm not so intelligent. And I'm going to prove to you now that everyone that God called them to come to their kingdom, they were not smarter. They were not full of wisdom. When Jesus started calling his disciples, he didn't go to the university. He didn't go to a center of intelligence. He went to the Galilee. He looked to some, to some fishermen and said, please come. Would you like to join me? Yes, no, but you need to deny yourself. Are you willing to deny yourself? If you are willing to deny yourself, come and be my disciple. Some said, no, 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 sorry, sorry. I, I have to make money. I have something to do. Some people said, no. But some people said, I, I'm in. If Jesus calls you today, are you willing to say yes to him? Yes or no? Raise up your hand if you are. Jesus, you look at you, my man. Yeah. Jesus, you look <laughs> your hands up. But how we are going to do this? This is not going to be through your strength. Please, it's not. Not because of your wisdom or not because of your own knowledge, but because of the grace of God. Okay? This is the point of this message today. 
And I want to read 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Second Corinthians 12, 12, 9 says, But he said to me, let, let's read all together. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Hallelujah. You need to have a revelation of this verse. <laughs> if you have a revelation of this verse, you're going to say, wow, God's going to use me. Hallelujah. In this verse, God is speaking to the apostle Paul, my beloved brothers and sisters. And he says, my grace is what you need to have my power. My grace is what you need to have my power. Because God refers to his grace as his power. And this grace gives Paul the strength to do everything he did. That is, he had no human capacity. But the grace of God was enough for him to fulfill his calling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's read 1 Corinthians 15.10 now. 1 Corinthians 15.10 says, But, let's read all together, please. But, by the grace of God, I am what I am, by the grace. And his grace to me, was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, all the apostles. Yet not I, pay attention, not I, but the grace of God that was with me. Wow. You need to understand this not you because of your strength, your wisdom, your power, because you are smarter, intelligent. Paul the Apostle said, I worked more than all the apostles. I did many things. But he was not boosting himself. What he said, I work, yet not I, but the grace of God in my life. Hallelujah. It's the grace of God that is the power of God that works through your life. Paul the Apostle said, I worked harder than all the apostles. But it was by the grace of God. And my question is, why did he have access to the, that grace? Why? Because he believed. This is the point. How can, this is so important. How can you have this, this grace of God work in your life? By believing. You are, you are going to see that. Let's read Romans 5, 2. Romans 5, 2. 
Through whom? Let's read all together, please. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Or Paul the Apostle said that we need to, to connect to this grace by faith. Or access to the grace of God is by believing. <laughs> In the Christian life, everything is by believing. Or it's, it's not God is going to send one big amount of grace over your life. Wow, now I have the power of God. No, it's by believing. It's, he said, through him we have access by faith into this grace. This grace. If you do not have the faith to connect the grace of God, you will do everything by your own natural and human abilities. If you don't, this is important, if you don't have this faith to connect to this grace, then you are going to do everything by your wisdom, your knowledge, and you are going to fail. This is what I can see. Many people, they have talents, natural abilities, and they are doing many things and no fruits. This is the point. Because when you do by your own strength, your wisdom, no fruits. You can do very well. You can touch people, but no fruits, no salvation, no disciples. You have no children in the faith. Why? Because it's not the, the grace of God working in our lives. Did you get the point, my beloved brothers? Or grace, this is important. Grace is God's empowerment in order for you to fulfill your purpose. Let's read all together. Grace is God's empowerment in order for you to fulfill your purpose. Our Paul the Apostle says, I worked hard more than other apostles, whoever is not by my Strength. He, he didn't work by his own strength, but the grace of God in me. Did you get the point? It's the grace of God, my beloved Lord. Sorry to say, many people use grace just for one thing. Oh, by the grace of God, my sins are forgiven. It's the only thing they know. How oh, I am saved by the grace of God. Thanks God, I'm not going to hell because of the grace of God. But Paul the Apostle said, he worked hard because of the grace of God. And you need to have this understand. If you're not, you are going to work hard in your own ability. And, and no results. No results. I know you want to see results in your life. I told you what happened I, when I was working in the factory. I was not even pastor. I was not pastor there. I was just a believer. But I understood I am there to be the light in the darkness. 
Many people see the grace of God just as forgiveness of sins. But grace is God's empowerment. Grace is the empowerment of God. Okay? Amen? Grace is the empowerment of God of your life. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Let's read again. Paul the Apostle, he was praying, asking God, please, I am suffering. I have some weakness in my body. What God did say to him? My grace is sufficient for you. For my, my power is made perfect in weakness. Wow. Oh, God is going to use you not because you are smart, strong. You have ability, natural abilities. But you need to depend on God's grace. Hallelujah. And how you can have this access to the grace of God? How? Through faith. You need to believe. Grace is the empowerment of God. And without His grace, you are nothing. Without His grace, you are weak. You are bad. Without his, gra his grace, you will do it by your own strength. Without His grace. And you have to do it. And for you, you have to believe for you to do that. You have to believe. Believe and the power of God will manifest in your weakness. It's so simple. Like you are weak. You don't need to say, I am strong. No. You are weak. But through his grace, then say, wow, I can do many things through Jesus because of his grace working in me. <laughs> My beloved brother, when I moved to Ireland, I felt so bad. I said, no, I cannot speak anymore. How are we gonna, I'm going to preach to these people? I cannot speak in English. But the Holy Spirit said, it's not by your wisdom. You are not smart. <laughs> you are not intelligent. The Holy Spirit said to me, but I'm going to help you. <laughs> you, your donkey. I'm going to help you. Yeah, this is the truth. This is what Jesus did. He used the donkey to enter into Jerusalem. And I am here saying, Jesus, use me. You can use my life. By your grace, I can be used. It's not by your power. Doesn't matter your degree. Who are you? Where you come from? How is your language? How do you speak English? No! It's about the grace of God. When you are weak, then you are strong. Hallelujah. Say that to the person next to you. Say, when you are weak, then the power of God manifests in your life. Let's, uh, I, I want to just to finish talking about some histories in the Bible. And I think you remember about Gideon. Do you remember about Gideon in the Bible? Yeah. And one day God came to Gideon. And one angel appeared to him. Can you imagine one angel appearing to you and you are afraid, you have to take decisions and, this, and the angel says, 
Marty is with you. They're going to say, wow, let's read. Um, Judges 6.12. Judges 6.12 says, When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. <laughs> or here, one angel from God appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, brave warrior. And then the angel was in front of him. Then he looked back to see if there was someone in his back. <laughs> because the, the angel called him mighty warrior, brave man. And, and, he, and, and he looked to the angel and said, me brave? <laughs> Me brave? <laughs> and he started smiling. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not brave. <laughs> because Gideon, if you know the story there, Gideon was afraid of the enemies. He was afraid. And many scholars say here that the, the, this, the angel of the Lord here is Jesus. That appeared to him. Or the angel came where he was and said, Gideon, brave man. But he saw himself as weak, defeated, cowardly, and a failure. And now we have a contradiction here. And Gideon had, had a contradiction in his mind. He's seeing two different things. Gideon, he, he sees here two different things. What he thinks about himself and what the angel is saying to him. Let's read Judges 6.15 now. He said... Pardon me, pardon me, my Lord, replied, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. For Gideon is saying, the angel came to him and said, you brave man, mighty water. But he says, I am the weakest in my clan. I am the smallest in my family. I am weak. I am small. I cannot do that. Have you felt that? When you are in front of problems, circumstances, you are feeling so weak. And God say, come to you and say, you are brave man. And in this circumstance, who was telling the truth? Who was telling the truth? Because one of them must be wrong. Or Gideon or the angel. One of them is a liar. <laughs> who was the liar? <laughs> of course, it was not God. The liar. 
God, through the angel, was telling the truth. But we are often mistaken because of we are following our deceitful heart and deceitful mind or listening to what the people are saying about us. This is the problem. Don't listen to people. Listen to God. And this, you need to receive this revelation from the Holy Spirit. If not, you are going to believe in everything, even yourself. And you are going to be deceived. How are you feeling about your problems? Are you... Who, who are you listening to? Are you listening to what God... The people say? Or what God is saying to you? You need to listen to God. You cannot... You cannot believe the truth... About your life because you have believed for a long time in many lies about you. This is the problem. You don't believe in the truth that God said about you because you have a lot of lies here. No, I can't. No, 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 no. When the Holy Spirit speaks, it's hard to believe. I have, I received some words of God said, no, 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 it's not me, God. No, no, no. I think you choose the wrong person, it's not me, I can't, sorry. Sometimes it's hard to believe that God is saying to us, do that. No, no, sorry, I'm not brave enough. Also, my beloved brothers and sisters, every person, every person, I'm finishing, few minutes. Every person mentioned in the Bible who was called by God, who was called by God, they did not believe in God's word at first. Every single person in the Bible was called by God, but they didn't believe in the beginning or at first. No, no, no. But they believed in themselves. Always. One day God called Abraham and said, Abraham, you are going to be a father of many children. My wife is barren. She cannot have a child. <laughs> we always giving some uh, excuses. God said, you are going to be father of multitudes. No, 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 I can't. Sorry, 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 sorry. I think you are the same, isn't it? Always when God talks to us. God called Moses. I think you remember Moses said so hard. No, not me, not me. I cannot speak properly. You know how is my tongue? I, sorry, God. No, 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 no. Choose another one. You are wrong. <laughs> Always we say that God is wrong. Be God said to Moses, Moses, you are a warrior and deliverer. Take my people away from Egypt. Are you kidding, God? Of course not. <laughs> I'm not able to do that. <laughs> I'm nothing but just a shepherd. David also was called by God to lead a nation, to be a king. But who was he in that time? A young shepherd who worked 
to his father. Just it. A child working for his father. But God called. You are going to lead a nation. God calls Rahab. The prostitute. Who was prostitute. And, and she believed in God. And she entered the lineage of Jesus Christ. Because she believed. That prostitute. How can God use a prostitute? God calls. He has purpose. A plan for you and me. He tries to tell us. What we are. But we are trying to convince God. What we are not. God is calling you and me. And saying to you. I have a calling for you. Are you in or not? Are you going to accept or not? I have purpose for your life. I'm going to use you. Are you going to say, I am just a child. I am just 16 years old. I am just 18 years old. No, no, I have no good English. Oh, no, I have a, I'm not smart enough. What is your excuses to be used by God? Remember, Paul the Apostle said, it's not me, but the grace of God. And the grace of God works in, the grace of God is the power of God, is the empowerment of God in our lives when we are weak. Hallelujah. Are you feeling weak? Are you feeling not able to do God's work? Are you not, are you not feeling that you, you have ability to do. It's okay. No problem. Because there is grace for you. But you have to believe. Amen. Let's stand up please. Hallelujah. God is calling you. God is calling you. Would you like to be my disciple? Would you like to follow me? Are you going to say yes or no for him? He has a purpose written years ago, before you were born, <laughs> for you to do. And he knows that you are weak, you are, you are not a scholar, you have no degree. He doesn't need your degree. He doesn't need my degree. My degree is nothing. Nothing. It's a rubbish, my degree. Because this is what Paul the Apostle said. The power of God works in our weakness. Hallelujah. Are you feeling weak? Are you feeling weak to do God's work? Are you feeling? If you are feeling weak, not strong enough, you are able to do. Not you. But the grace of God work in your life. The truth about you will define your future. And that's why you need this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because he alone can reveal all the plans that God has for your life. The key is your relationship with God. Amen? This is the key. 
how you are going to discover the plans that God has for your life. Some people, they are taking decisions without the guidance of the Holy Spirit. This is, the, the, this is why so many mistakes in your life. I told you next, in the, the previous messages, that I don't take one decision in my life without you ask to the Holy Spirit, should I go, should I not? Uh, how, what should I do? Just the Holy Spirit can guide you in the right path, in the right way, in what you should do. Amen? Please close your eyes right now. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. What God has prepared for you to do is much greater than your own abilities. Yes. Why? In order for you not to rely on your own strength, but to rely on His grace to fulfill it. Pray and ask the Holy Spirit, please, reveal all the plans that you have for my life. Ask Him right now. Pray right now. Oh, unfortunately, we fail. We fail many times in our wrong, in wrong, in wrong decisions because of our lack of listening to the Holy Spirit. Say to him right now, forgive me for not have a close relationship with you, Holy Spirit. Please forgive me. Raise up your hands and say, Holy Spirit, come over my life. Come fill me, fill my heart. Guide me, guide me in the truth. Forgive me because I, I didn't have this close relationship with you. Pray and say and ask and help me in my lack of faith. Maybe you have not faith enough. Because it's through faith that you're going to receive this, the grace of God. Ask him, forgive my lack of faith. I ask you, pour out your grace over my life. Ask him right now. He's going to pour out. I know there is one. The power of the Holy Spirit is working here right now. He's working in your life. He's working in my life. And he's working in everyone that are listening right now. There is a power over your life. And the Holy Spirit is going to guide you to take just right decisions, to do right things. Because he created you to be a successful person. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the word that you have given us today, Father. Thank you, Lord. You have given us a word. Truth that can transform our lives, Father. These truths will make us successful and fruitful in your kingdom and in, your, in ourselves for you, Lord. 
Oh, in Jesus' name, make us, Father, a successful and fruitful Lord in your kingdom. We, don't want, we want to be used by you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I ask you, pour out more of your grace over my brothers and sisters right now. Holy Spirit, come, touch, fill them right now. Every single person that is listening to my voice right now, receive right now the fire of the Holy Spirit over your life. Receive. Raise up your hands and you're going to receive right now. Receive in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit. Right now, fill them. Fill them with your power. The power that's going to bring faith. This faith are going to connect to the grace. And the grace is going to produce power for them to be effective. Son and children of God filled with the Holy Spirit. And they are going to be used by your glory. Father, in Jesus' name, Touch our lives. Oh, we boldly approach to the throne of the grace, asking you for more grace upon our lives. Father, increase our influence in society. Father, that we can be used to build your kingdom. Use each one of us in their school, in their workplace, wherever they are. They can be a light in the darkness. Used by brothers and sisters, Father, to fulfill your will. In Jesus' name we pray. And we'll give you all the honor, glory, praise, and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen and Amen. Jesus' name. Glory be to you. You receive Jesus all the glory. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. Have a great week. And see you next week in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.